笑着。Sorry, my brain is just memes at this point. Welcome back to Toy Story. My memes are just brain. Three minute. It's a podcast of three minutes where we talk about three minutes of a movie. Wait, no, that's not how it goes. Anyway, I'm John. Say we switching our format. <laughs> and that's Jeb. It is Jeb. And that's Rick. Yep. And that's Julia. Yep. Hey. Yay. Woo. Congratulations. Gang. Uh, this this minute is the one where they almost do the die, but they don't. So Woody. Like we pointed out, he's the last to stop struggling. He he finally is like, oh, I'm good. I'm good, you guys. You see, Woody forgets that hope is a mistake. If there's one thing you learn from watching Mad Max Fury Road, it's that hope is a mistake, and if you can't fix what's broken, you'll go insane. Oh, so you just have to go along with it. <laughs> Don't try and fix anything. Stop fighting, Woody. Stop fighting your inevitable death from yeah, from come on man fire. Like, Buzz holds out his hand really as meant. if to say, "Let's go gently into this good night," instead of the bad bad thing. Night. The bad no, night. No, he's um the dark night. Gosh, yeah. where is it? I don't know how I got these melts. Yeah, he's he's holding out his hand to say, "Through the darkness of futures past, the magician longs to see one chance out between two worlds." Fire, walk with me. Oh. oh, there we go. Oh. He said that all just by reaching his hand out. Yeah, that's true. Did you not read that in his... It was written on his helmet. Well, I mean, Buzz is obviously an intellectual, so like... Yeah, he rots his Rick and Morty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the final handhold, though, speaking of like all the handholdy things, is Woody and Buzz, but also Woody and Slinky. I like... I, that, that's perfect. Yeah. They've been like the background people who are yeah. close. Yeah. It's kind of sad that we don't get more of them in Toy Stories 2 and 3. They're really only that close in one and even then so much of it is focused on the buddy relationship yeah we don't get that speaking of relationships though all the toys that are together they're all leaning into each other they do the lean and squeeze eyes it's the couples it's mr potato head and mrs potato head buzz buzz and jesse and then it's ham slinky and rex yeah who are i decided to shift them as a triad now I'll just it works because okay. I don't want Rex to be alone. Poor no, Rex, of course not. Yeah, but I mean, there have been some things of Slinky and Ham that we've subtly pointed out in this movie. Yeah, my heart broke a little bit for Bullseye though because it's like, <sighs> well, and Woody. Well, they both don't get. Yeah, anyone. but like Woody's like kind of in the front. Like, yeah, Bullseye's just off next to Jesse, and she Bullseye like turns. Said... A, she turns away from him, and he's just like. <laughs> Bullseye all by know himself. What's going he's all on. by himself. He's a dog know, horse. But, but still. But he's still. Like, he's like, oh, guys, well, there's some oats over there. Oh, fun. Man. It's not fun. They're going to die. Their last thoughts, you know, they're you know they're of each other, but like we get the look on Woody's eyes where it's like, what do you think Woody's thinking about when he's going to die? Because he's Bo not. I, I was thinking it might be Bo Peep, but I think by the time Bo Peep, like he's kind of accepted that. They will never see each other again. Yeah. Toy Story 4 notwithstanding. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I think he might be thinking of Andy. Oh, yeah. It's either Bo Peep or Andy. Or maybe, you know, all his friends with him. But they're all with him. He can think about them. When he's dead. dead. Yeah. In two minutes. (laughs) I I hope he's not thinking of Andy. I think Woody has spent perhaps too much of his life. Oh, yeah. Worrying about his relationship with Andy. Right. Same honestly with Bo Peep. Like, to, one of my... We'll get into this more next season, but one of my big things about Toy Story 4 is 
it places too much value on a romantic relationship and not the friend relationship that's so core to these movies. Yeah, that's like, true. Woody shouldn't be thinking about his god. He shouldn't be thinking about his love interests. He should be thinking about his family who are with him right now, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what's important. That's what's here. That's what has been there for him. And he's he's holding their hands, but I, I don't know. Like, what are your last thoughts before you die in a trash fire? That's something oh, we're I'm, all going to have to think of someday. Yeah. I'm looking at the expression on his face, and I almost would hazard a guess that his final thoughts are something along the lines of, oh, I failed my friends, or something like that. <laughs> this isn't... That's worse. That's sadder. This isn't the Emperor's New Groove, where they're like, oh, is it a waterfall? Probably sharp, pointy rocks at the bottom. Bring it on. Bring it on. It's Ooh, not yeah, that. Yeah. This is, I've led my family into the depths of hell itself, and we are all going to be consumed by soul-destroying fire. I think if this was anyone's it's my fault, fault, I think if this is yes. anyone's fault, it's the LGMs, honestly. Because they are the ones that got Woody stuck in the dumpster, because they got their feet stuck last week. So it is fitting what happens later this minute. They caused the mess. I don't think it's really anyone's fault, though. No, I was Maybe gonna, Lotso. That's a, yeah, Lotso. And even then... I don't think this is just the inevitability of life. You're someday yeah. gonna die. You're someday gonna be destroyed. And then you're gonna last second be saved by yeah. some LGMs even if it's with in a claw. Even if it's in Toy Story eight starring Colin Hanks, like at some point <laughs> the toys all die. <laughs> Not Jim. No, Jim's his brother. I'm thinking yeah. of Colin, his his child. Yeah, but we're gonna get because oh, okay. Toy Story eight it, it, at the rate these movies are coming out, Toy Story eight will be like twenty seventy three. Yeah, 2073, yeah. And so Colin be, Hanks will be like. 70. Yeah. We'll show it in, in theaters when we're 90. actually living in Mad Max. So Yeah. It'll be cool. And not the first I, Mad Max, like the ones that are post-apocalyptic. I'm pretty sure by that point, Disney will be able to perfectly simulate people's voices just as much as their faces. And they just won't have any use for actors anymore. Everything will be completely, 100% computer-generated. Oh, yeah. Again, mm. Bojack Horseman reference. Anyway, yeah. Uh, insert here. Well, Disney is going to eventually rule over a ruined husk of the world, like by and large, and that's the, the fun thing about them. It's going to be Disney. Dis- Dismazon. Dismazon? Dismaz- yeah. Well, oh, God, would that, that really be bad. such a bad thing? Yes. If media oh. were 100% digital? Uh, uh, oh, well, I mean, uh, I thought you meant the Monopoly oh, thing. Yeah, <laughs> we're like, uh, uh, we're not on okay. the same page. What, what I'm thinking about, what first came to mind when Rick mentioned 100% digital media is we wouldn't have a need for actors anymore, which would decrease the celebrity culture that we have that is not healthy. I right. think it would be, yeah. there'd be more need for creators still, because someone still has to, uh, like, say what the thing is doing right animators are still you know acting yeah yeah and currently those people don't get any credit at all yeah i I think there's always going to be some level of celebrity yeah i think the celebrity based on will be placed different yeah yeah i mean we still have like we have athletes we have politicians people who are famous for stars yeah, we have people who are just adjacent to other famous people, yeah. and therefore famous. Or like yeah, so I think we could use a killers. little bit less. Even that, a little <laughs> bit fewer. We can we can use fewer billionaires. Yes. Oh Hashtag yeah, I would love rich. that. <laughs> yeah. I agree. The only famous people should be um, podcasters. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. That's in my unbiased opinion. Yeah, they should be rich and famous and own everything. I think that like speaks to a on. truth that was conveyed to us originally by Nickelback when they said, because we all just want to be big rock stars, live in hilltop houses, driving 15 cars. They're profits. Oh. Yeah, they are. 
Well, that is why I podcast. It's because of Nickelback? For the money. <laughs> yeah, that's you why know. I do it too, because we make so much money. Yeah, oh yeah, just loads of it. I'm here sitting on champagne riches and um, whatever the rest of that song is. You quoted song lyrics, and then I was like, champagne something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how do you not have all of Nickelback's lyrics memorized? I think I've heard one Nickelback song. Maybe so, two. Was it look at this photograph? Yeah, because Donald of Trump Donald Trump tweeted it. <laughs> the song that made the song. He wrote the song in 2019. Yeah, the Nickelback copyright stroke, uh, copyright Strike. Copyright Stract. strike strike that was inc- stroke struck struck, struck. they Strinked. struck the president that was so inc- I guess incredible. we're all fans of Nickelback that's now. incredible resistance I, I mean I've been that. a fan of them since they married Avril Lavigne yeah so. all of them did <laughs> yeah the main guy Lewis Nickelback whatever the, whatever his name is I want to say Chad Kroger but I think that's a store so maybe not <laughs> Kroger's is a store what's the name of the guy the Nickelback guy Mr. Levine Mr. <laughs> what's his name uh S- Steven Nickelback you're right it is Chad Kroger <laughs> wait really yeah oh my god how did I know that I don't know how did you know that <laughs> I thought he was just a grocery store oh, they what? him and Avril Levine are divorced what since when I don't know but it says people also search for that it's an Avril Lavigne former spouse. That's sad. Oh my god! Oh, he wasn't a skater why? boy, and so she said, she "See you later, boy. later, boy." He wasn't good enough for her. I mean, that's true. They were only married for two years. Wow, so what? sad. Alexa, play "Bye Bye Kitty Kitty" or whatever that song she did. <laughs> <laughs> what was that song? The Hello Kitty song she wrote. Do you remember that? I remember it happened. I don't know any of the words, though. She did the whole thing that Gwen Stefani did where she got, like, uncomfortably weeby to the point of being, like, cultural appropriation-y. That it was like, ooh, this is not... Hello Kitty lyrics. Hello... He- come, come, That's kitty, the... kitty. You're so pretty, pretty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, God. It starts with Minasaka Erigato Kaka Kawaii. Wow, that is... Mom's oh. not home tonight, so we can roll around. Have oh, a no! Fight. Is she going to have sex with Like a major, Hello, major OMFG. Oh, no! It's a slumber party. Like a fat kid on a pack of Smarties. Whoa! Okay, Someone chuck a cupcake at me. It's time what? for spin the bottle. Well, okay, no. I don't know where this is going, oh but my I don't like God. it. This song is nuts. I liked it better when Avril Lavigne just wore socks not with gonna Sharpie talk on them about on it arms. tomorrow. Keep it just between you and me. Let's play Truth or Dare now. Is this we about can Hello roll Kitty? around in our underwear how every silly kitty should be. Okay, this is this is fetish art, you fool. Oh I don't my like this. god. I don't like this. This is why Chad Kroger come, come, divorced kitty, her. Kitty, you're so pretty, pretty. Cut, don't cut, go, Kawaii. kitty, kitty. Stay with me. She's, this is her breakup song uh, to Chad Kroger. He's Hello Kitty. Oh my god. Oh no. Anyway, anyway. The toys are about to all die, guys. When did we get to this thread? It doesn't matter because this this is so much sadder than anything else. In this movie, this is so much more upsetting. Avril Lavigne? God. This is so much more offensive than Spanish Buzz, than uh, Jesse's character derailment. This is the worst thing. This is the single worst thing to ever happen on this podcast. Well, my next thought, to get back to it, we have the claw, we have the heavenly, the literal deus ex machina. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of hinted at-ish, mm-hmm. but like, I don't have a problem with it, but it is a thing that shouldn't happen 
Kind of like the whole flying scene at the end of Toy Story, which, like, it's fine. Flying it happens. It's a kid's movie. It okay. works. Would this movie have been better if all of the characters died okay. right now? We brought this up in Toy Story 1 minute. There is a video on the internet where these people made a cut of Toy Story 3 where it ends with them all accepting their fate and going to die. And then it just goes to black. Goes to credits. And they showed it to their mom and then they recorded her reaction to it. And then the next minute, or the next morning, sorry, I do a Movies by Minute podcast. You do? They, About what? <laughs> Mad Max. Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> They do, they have her, like, talking to her family, like, I can't believe they ended it like that for kids. And, like, <laughs> that is an acceptable end. It's really depressing, but, like... It's accept, like... It, I don't know. It's a it good way to ending. bring up the fact of life is finite. L- life is full of disappointments. Yeah. Every child should know that from the day they, they are born. born. That life is full of disappointments, like Hello Kitty by Avril Lavigne. Yes. So you have nine eyes on... Three little green men. Yes. How did they see those tiny, tiny toys from so far away through the fire and the flames they carried on with the claw? How did they get them so precisely? I can get them being good at a claw because that's their religion. Uh-huh. Speaking of toy religions. But like, how I did... think that's exactly the answer. Yeah. They're... I don't think you, you need to look for anything beyond that. They grab the claw they are and they're good like, with the claw by definition. Us. And if there's anything that aliens are good at, it's picking people up from a distance. Like, Like this is just like 1993's Fire in the Sky. This is just like 1991's From a Distance by Bette Midler. (laughs) Yes. Have you guys, like, actually looked in that song? It's really depressing. It's all about how God doesn't care about us. Oh. Are you kidding? I'm a child of the 80s. I once stayed home from school, listened to that song on repeat, and my mother came home from work and just found me crying. (laughs) How could you bet? Oh, bet. How could you? She's like, oh my gosh, honey, what's wrong? And I'm like, I've been listening to Bette Midler all day. (laughs) How could you do this to us, Winnie from Hocus Pocus? Wait, Bette Midler was not in Hocus She was what? Yeah, she was Winifred. Yeah, she was what? Have you not been listening to Hocus Pocus Minute? Wait, is Hocus Pocus Minute real? Yeah. (gasps) Okay, well now I have to. The cranes are doing it. Did you not know that? No, I did not. Wow, I just knew Cherry Justin Parker, Kathy and Jimmy, and... Somebody. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> She's the yeah. star. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know Bette Midler was I in it. I just knew it was Sarah Kathy Jessica. and Jimmy. Oh, my gosh. Did oh, you know that you. Harrison Ford plays Indiana Jones? Yeah, yes, I did know <laughs> that. Not only that, but Shia LaBeouf is his son. <laughs> it's true. In real life. In real life. <laughs> did you Oh, my gosh. Oh, I can't believe you probably never realized this, but Arnold Schwarzenegger is oh the God. Terminator. Okay, dude, okay, you know he used guys. to be governor of California. Ronald Reagan, the actor. You know who played Ferris Bueller? Matthew Broderick. Oh my God. Who's God. married to Sarah Jessica Parker? Oh, everything's connected. Or no, okay. excuse me, it was Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah. I I have been sufficiently dragged. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, my Hocus Pocus knowledge isn't up to snuff. I haven't rewatched it for Halloween yet. Oh my gosh. I was sitting in a Shame. dentist's office, and it was on television. I'm pretty sure Freeform is just putting it on repeat for the entire <laughs> month. Probably. Oh, but then what will Christmas, they do the 25 days of Christmas. Halloween, they just put 
25 days of 25 Hocus days Pocus. of Hocus Pocus. Just how many loop. Halloween movies are there really? No. Uh, well, th- that There's Halloween Town every and single horror movie. Of sequels. Halloween so, Town 2, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, Calogspire's Cal- Revenge or whatever his name is. Uh Toy Story of Terror. And you can't do like horror movies cuz you can't I mean, those are questionable for just right. TV viewing. Halloween yeah. Town High. Uh at least 7 episodes of Buffy the Vampire Sailor. <laughs> Sailor? Tra- Sailor. Sailor. <laughs> I am broken today, guys. Ahoy there. Buffy the Vampire sa- Sailor. Yeah, are going to stab me some vampires. Yar. She's the terror of the seven seas, but only <laughs> once the sun goes down. <laughs> Well, vampires can't cross running water, so that's actually a really bad place to be a vampire sales. Dang it! I said it again! You're doing great. (laughs) So, do you guys have a favorite lyric from Through the Fire and the Flames? Mine is Through the Fire and the Flames We Carry On. Oh, yeah. That's definitely (laughs) the best part. So, this movie actually was spoiled by Legos. Really? Specifically this scene... They put out a Lego set called Trash Compactor Escape, which reveals that Latsu is the villain because it makes him evil and pushing a button to activate the trash compactor, which is not a thing he does in this movie. He does not do that. But then it has the alien toys rescuing them with a crane. And this is a movie about toys, and they spoiled it with toys. Wild. That's so meta. Lego, come on. Lego. You're not supposed to... Make us think about the weird things of Toy Story until Lego Movie, the spiritual successor to this movie. Mm-hmm. It was three hundred and seventy pieces. <laughs> Age recommendation seven to twelve. Ages so seven if you're older than twelve, you can't put it, it together. Says on my box. Not supposed to be babysitting princess thirteen year old <laughs> <laughs> or six year old for that matter. Yeah, no, definitely not younger than that. So wait, they are guided to the toys by the power of the crane? Is that what you were saying, Julia? Yes, that is what I am saying. (laughs) I buy it. Okay, I guess so. I buy it. The power of crane compels you. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The power of Fraser Crane compels you. (laughs) A.K.A. Stinky Pete. Oh, I hear those blues are calling. Has anybody drawn the comparison yet between this scene and the first movie? The the claw? The claw in the machine with all the little green men. Doesn't Woody get pulled out of that machine? Buzz gets grabbed first. Yeah, Buzz gets pulled out with the claw. Alright, double price. Yeah, that's, that's what this whole scene is, right? It's just a callback to Yeah. Is this a callback we like, or is this a groan-inducing callback? I feel like the fact that we're so relieved that the toys aren't all going to die makes us just think, they really just did that, didn't they? They did do that. It's just like when Buzz inevitably flies, even though he can't fly, in the end and of Toy Story 1. That's known very well. When you're doing it minute by minute, you're like, oh, this, mm, I'm not sure about mm. this. But when you're watching it, you're like, oh, cool. They yeah. did the thing that they were going to do. Yeah. I think everybody in the theater just breathes a, sigh, a collective sigh of relief so they can unclench their bee holes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This is the bee hole unclenching crane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like they have at my doctor's office. The great unclenching. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh, I need to go to your doctor. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, man. You know, this this minute has had some very good titles. I just want to say, speaking of B-hole and clenching. B-hole and clenching. Mm. Good times. Good times. Julia, you had an off-mic 
observation about the whole now that we're not sad anymore this week <laughs> the, the sadness is over it was really only there for like a minute and a half it the seems sadness was actually so much the longer we made along the way yeah it's literally two and a half minutes where you're like oh god they're gonna die yeah and like just like with toy story one where you think oh pizza planet and then it's a week long on this podcast like, yeah it's a lot quicker than you think it is mm-hmm. until you actually you know break it up objectively it into in the, yeah, the minutes. And bring it around town. Yeah, you break it up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, BA start, and then you get 99 minutes. But you said, like, this wasn't as sad as Toy Story 2. Yeah, I, I'm not particularly sentimental. <laughs> so I kind of usually just go along with what other people think are sentimental <laughs> moments or sad moments. So everybody's like, oh, this is so sad. This is the part where you cry and they accept their fate and oh no. And I'm like, okay, I see. But the song in Toy Story 2 actually got me. Like that was way sadder. Mm -hmm. I am much more okay with accepting my fate and even if it means death, Mm I am much more okay with that than having to live with the kind of pain that Jesse was living with. Oh yeah. Well, and the thing is, I think the reason that people look at this as the big emotional climax is obviously this movie was more anticipated than Toy Story 2 because it was like there was so much more time between it. And like the rest of the movie is much sadder than Toy Story 2's rest of the movie. Yeah, it's such a stark. This whole movie is very depressing and Toy Story 2 has those depressing moments, but it's not like as a whole a depressing movie. Yeah. And even though When Somebody Loved Me sequence is sad and stuff it's part of a backstory it's not the climax of the film that this movie is if you cut that song out of the movie it would be missing a huge part but you wouldn't be like wait what's going on you know with this movie it's like this is what everything has been leading up to is this and then the you know giving away of the toys right it's all leading up to this so when there's a sad climax and people like they put this together with the andy's growing up and the you know the toys don't know where they're going and oh they're missing bo peep now and all that kind of stuff like gets all put onto this moment yeah and something else that gets me about jesse's song versus this moment is Mm -hmm. that this moment is it's sad but they're together Mm -hmm. and they're unified in their sadness oh i'd rather die surrounded by friends who are also going to die then and jesse's sadness is because she's alone Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so for me it's much more heart-wrenching you live long enough to see yourself become the villain by the villain you mean jesse She's I mean, not Lotso, the villain. Lotso's the villain. Oh, yeah. yeah. He did He did live long enough to see himself become the villain. Yeah. Huh. Huh. I don't think it's any contest that that part of Toy Story 2 is sadder than this part of Toy Story 3. I just, obviously, Toy Story 3 is a, overall, the tone of it is much sadder. And even here, like, half this minute is just a big silly, oh, look, the claw, haha, <laughs> it's like the first movie, yay. Where, like, you don't get a joke after when she loved me to yeah. be like, oh, now we're all better, you know? Yeah. You just get, oh, well, that was Sarah McLaughlin. And she, cool. yeah. She, she, she made a now. sad song. Yeah. Okay, this whole scene, people who watched the original Toy Story grew up with the series, and mm-hmm. they were Andy's age when this came out. And so That's this scene is like, everyone's going to about. die. <laughs> yeah. Your life is going to end one day. You're going to get burned up forever because your pretty face is going to hell or something like that. And then (laughs) suddenly like the claw comes down nostalgia. You're saved by a callback to the first movie. And so it's like, no, you're not going to die because you can be saved by things from your childhood. Which is so keep buying Disney. 
Thanks, get your Disney. to the Disney store and buy everything you can. All of it. Oh man, I read a pretty extensive article about this scene, but it's more about like the giving away of the toys thing that just tears apart how consumerist this movie ultimately is in its messaging. And oof, that's gonna be fun to talk oof, about. <laughs> hey, don't ever get rid of your toys. Give them to other children, but specifically only the children you vetted, because things are the most important things in the world. They are because they're alive. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Toy Story, unfortunately, is partially about. Yeah. Like, it's also about, you know, family and friendship and being a dad, but, you know. And saving your lives and being eternally grateful. Yeah. Well, that's next minute. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they do it this minute. Yeah. I like that they had to bring the claw up specifically in front of the aliens to be like, we saved you, dude. It was us, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that that was me. Yeah, just gonna flex on this for a minute. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> the claw. I like how they always speak out of the sides of their mouth. The claw. The claw. <laughs> yes. Wait, no, 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 no. The claw. Did that? I hope that that did properly asmr <laughs> me going to either side of the microphone <laughs> you can fix it in post yeah sure <laughs> yeah we should have done our april fools episode completely in asmr we have there's still another april fools to this podcast oh who knows i'll buy one of those 300 dollars microphones for one joke yeah it's <laughs> not even like all that funny it's not no it would be it's like annoying after two minutes but you know uh, yeah, there have been some funny asmr bits in the past I don't, I don't think we need to do another one no yeah there's plenty out there uh, any plenty i mean like three <laughs> anything else for this minart this this minouche this minuet folks no no yeah okay mm-hmm. let's go to the next one and until then, I guess, uh... Yeah, that, is that the only one in this minute? I think so. Wow. Huh. Some dialogue unheavy light, light minutes. That's the term. What's the opposite <laughs> of heavy? <laughs> Bet Midler. Bet Midler. What are you doing here? <laughs> anyway, bye. We belong together.